over the course of the groups that Saito's been doing with you all, he mentions to different groups different things, and so you've gotten bits and pieces of what we've heard several times a day. <clears throat> so I wanted to put together one of the uh, main teaching tools that he uses, and that is uh, talking about the five faculties, uh, the five spiritual faculties, or the five meditative faculties. <clears throat> and he was asked a question yesterday, uh, something like, what is the difference between uh, mindfulness, awareness, uh, consciousness, and this is the dreaded topic of all Dharma teachers because we all define it our own way, and you got to know who you're talking to. to... But anyway, he did a he did a quick um, rundown of his understanding of awareness in terms of the five faculties. So I want to just share that with you all a little bit how I understand how I understand what he what I think he said. Uh, you know, the five faculties are sada, which is generally translated as faith or confidence, virya, generally translated as energy or effort, sati, translated as mindfulness, samadhi, usually translated as concentration, but it can mean collectedness of mind, and panya, which is wisdom or understanding. And the traditional understanding is that these five fac faculties or five factors of mind uh, are cultivated in our practice, in all of our Dharma practices. And to the extent that we have faith, we make effort. To the extent that we make effort, we are more aware or mindful. To the extent that we establish a continuity of mindfulness, we collect the mind and develop samadhi or concentration. Concentration or the collectedness of the mind allows us to understand things more in a more refined way, which is wisdom. With more wisdom and understanding, we feel more faith. We feel more confident. And so it is a cyclical, gradually increasing, mutually supporting, uh, spiraling uh, practice or, or development of these five Factor. So it is, it is a main, it is a effective, it's a useful teaching tool or a way to understand our practice that we can pick up any one of these five factors and uh, use them in a way that supports the other four. Sayadaw usually starts his uh, talking of the five factors, five faculties with right view again, <laughs> which is his only topic, really, is he really wants us to get right view. And the basic right view that, that we all know is in practice, and this is not the theory, but this, in the actual practice, there's always and only something being known. And that's the, that's the main understanding that we need to have to even begin practice, that what we're doing here is not theoretical, it's not from the books, it's more, it's not contrary to what's in the books, but 
the basic experience of practice is in every moment, something is being known. And with that basic understanding, then you can, then you can start practice. There is, of course, as we know, a full catalog of uh, more refined knowledge and understanding and insights and wisdom to be seen, to be recognized as we go along in practice. But that is the basic beginning. And maybe the corollary to that is that uh, while there is always something being known, what is being known is the result of basically the laws of nature in action. Um, Things arise due to causes and conditions, most of which which we do not control, but that there is an awareness of. And so rather than owning, feeling responsible and uh, blamable for what arises, we understand this is, this is just the way it is. This is the nature of this moment. Conditions come together, creating an appearance that is known. And so really understanding the uh, lawfulness of whatever we experience. It's not accidental. It's not a mistake. It's never wrong. It's always right. It's just what it is. And if we can get that understanding, then we stop struggling with everything and really start to see that this is just the way conditions in the universe are unfolding in this moment. And they're being known. With that understanding, then, we practice mindfulness. We, we practice remembering the present moment. And as we've all heard in our practice, it's not difficult to be mindful. It's not difficult to be mindful. It's difficult to remember to be mindful. And that's the challenge for all of us, is how do we plant those seeds of remember, remember, <laughs> remember, And as long as we're being guided and directed, or once we have internalized the instruction, fine. But until then, it is really, as you know, it's a challenge. And that is the whole function of of mindfulness, is to remember. And it's not about remembering the past. It's not about remembering the to-do list or anything. It's about remembering that this is the moment. This is it. This is all there is, is this moment. The past that's remembered is happening in this moment. The future that we're planning for is happening in this moment. And so often we're not here, not now, and we're elsewhere at another time. <coughs> Sati, or remembering, is to remember that whatever is going on is going on right now, only. That's why Sayadaw really, if he had his way, he wouldn't have any schedule. You just would walk around till you got hungry and then get something to eat. You know, but given that we're living in a community and there has to be some order to it all, meals, meals will be at scheduled times. But other than that, there's nothing out in our life that is outside the field of remembering to be present for. Nothing. 
whatever little corner of your mind or behavior or room you think is out of bounds or off limits or off campus, it's not. (laughs) And so why do we need a schedule? There's no preference to sitting or walking or anything. Everything is equally important, valuable, uh, an equal opportunity for developing wisdom if we establish that, remembering to be there for it. That's a hard lesson to get to. Most of us think sitting is the real practice and everything else is recess. But as as who Martin Martin was in a group, Marty Kaminer was in a group and he said, you know, it's just the other way around. You know, uh, everything else is the real practice. Sitting is just the, kind of like the rest period. <laughs> you know? And it's true. It's like, yeah. okay. So um, the one thing that Sayadaw mentions, uh, emphasizes in the mindfulness is you don't have to focus. You don't have to select the object. You don't have to focus on anything. It can be a very wide, large, expansive object like this room and everybody in it and what's happening, being aware of that. Or it can be the most microscopic, subtle sensation somewhere in the body, somewhere. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you're not forgetting to recognize. When that mindfulness, remembering, moment by moment, gains momentum, inside our talks about it as momentum mostly, um, then we have developed or the mind has acquired uh, stability. <clears throat> Meaning, it's not so easily uh, tripped up, it's not, so easy, it's not so easy for it to wander off, it is collected, it's focused, there's a continuity, focused. Erase that one. <laughs> it's collected. It's continuous, moment by moment. And this stability is stability of awareness, continuity of awareness, rather than the stability of the object. A lot of our practices, a lot of techniques, and certainly in samatha practice, it's the stability of the object that we aim for, keeping that object in the mind as continuously and steadily as possible. That's not the goal here. That's not Sayadaw's understanding of concentration or samadhi in vipassana practice. His preference or his idea or his understanding is that the samadhi that we're looking for is the stability of awareness, meaning the continuity of awareness. And it really doesn't matter what you're aware of. So you'll see, you'll hear Sayadaw talking about the continuity and the stability of mind, which he instructs us to acquire by the continuity from the time you wake up till the time you fall asleep. And of course, we have to do a lot of you know, general household things, you know, go to the toilet, shower, do our yogi job, and our three yogi jobs, and do all those. Yeah, and all of those are behaviors and if there are any misbehaviors to be aware of. Um, so sometimes the object is going to be small, precise, chosen, refined, subtle, 
And a lot of times the object, the experience is going to be much faster, more gross. You're washing the pots and pans or whatever it is. And, you know, but you cannot go faster than your mind. <laughs> no matter how fast you go, your mind is there. No matter where you go, your mind is there. And what he's pointing to is just recognizing that the mind is there. Whatever you do, whatever pace you're going, wherever it is. So that, that contributes, so that, that is the way to arouse the stability, the continuity of mind. Wiria, uh, that Sayadaw talks about a lot, rather than the making of a grit your teeth, hunch your shoulders, furrow your brows, clench your fist effort, it's more relaxed. And that takes continuity, that takes awareness, takes attention to relax, to relax the mind, relax the body, in order to use as little energy as possible to recognize the present moment. And he really talks about the energy that's needed is mental energy and not physical energy. And it, even though it doesn't take much, the challenge is to sustain it. And so Sayadaw uses the word perseverance for his practice, his understanding of practicing right effort, his perseverance. In the uh, Abhidhamma, which all of Sayadaw's teachings come from the Abhidhamma, just so you know, um, or are not contrary to what's in the Abhidhamma, the, it is said that the um, manifestation of virya, of energy, is non-collapse. Non-collapse. Now, this is a visual instruction. Did you ever, were you ever practicing like this, where you're just going along, you're going along, you're going along, and something arises in your experience and you go, do you see that? We just go, that's collapse. That's not right energy. That's not right effort. Because virya is non-collapse. It's just staying there for whatever it is that feels, I can't bear this. And it's not grit your teeth. It's just don't collapse. Don't wither in the face of whatever you're looking at. And that's the perseverance that Sayadaw's um, pointing to. It's not macho. It's not being in denial. It's just being there for it. That's his wiria. And then faith, or sada, faith. Um, we all had enough understanding of ourself or of the Dharma, or we had enough faith in the teacher or prior practice. We all had something that encouraged us to come here. And within that is some amount of faith, some amount of sadha. You might not call it faith. It might be belief. It might be confidence. It might be experience. But it's that which supports your willingness to make the effort. And as you continue to practice here, of course, more effort, more awareness, more stability of mind, more understanding. And the understanding supports your confidence in yourself, in the teachings, in the teacher, so that gradually these five factors of mind, five faculties, spiritual faculties, all 
cyclically support each other to greater maturity. And when they're aroused and in balance to some degree, uh, practice feels smoother. And insight deepens and liberation becomes available. Hopefully. <laughs> okay. Not forgetting, non collapsing, perseverance, and right view.